0: Today's episode is brought to you by Mother Love. Mother Love offers natural organic herbal breastfeeding supplements, as well as certified organic herbal body care for pregnancy, childbirth, and babies. I know from my own personal experience, the nipple cream saved my life during my early breastfeeding days. You can find Mother Love on all of the social media channels, as well as on their website, www.motherlove.com.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Tara Campbell-Lussier with Arrow Birth and Arrow's Angle podcast. And I'm so excited about our episode today. We have Emily Sylvester from Nurture Talk, which is a company that was founded earlier this year that helps families with breastfeeding help. And before I dive into describing your company, Emily, I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself and let you tell us a little bit about you and Nurture Talk.
0: Hi, Tara. I'm so happy to be here today. Uh, I am the owner of Nurture Talk. Um, we're the first unlimited connection to registered dietitians and breastfeeding experts using the one thing that we do most nowadays, which is texting and watching online video hosts. Um, Isn't that the truth? I've <laughs> worked as a pediatric registered dietitian and IBCLC for 10 years now. Um, I've worked in a large Boston city hospital working with moms and babies. Uh, and specialize in treating things like failure to thrive, feeding premature babies, supporting feeding in babies that are substance exposed, and working with moms in the home um, for the healthy introduction of solid foods. Um, I'm currently the chair of the Massachusetts Breastfe- Breastfeeding Coalition. Um, and what's super cool about um, doing that is the MBC, MBC was the founder of the Ban the Bags initiative, um, and this uh, effort was key in helping to decrease the influx of code-violating formula promotion in hospitals. Um, wow. And doing this is essential for making sure moms uh, get the right to breastfeed and get breastfeeding education and breastfeeding choice does not get affected by big business. Um, I've so worked...
1: Tell me, tell me, if you don't mind, tell me a little bit more about that. I haven't heard of that initiative.
0: So. So it's called Ban the Bags? Yeah, Ban the Bags. And it's been around for several years now. So way before me. Um, And um, our coalition um, developed this initiative um, to make hospitals and clinicians more aware of the harm that um, having formula companies come in and give free formula samples and advertising um, does to you know breastfeeding right and breastfeeding choice. So essentially, uh, it says you know hospitals shouldn't accept um, free samples um, or free l- doctors shouldn't get free lunches from mm-hmm. formula companies, and that breastfeeding education should be prioritized in the hospital setting.
1: Great. That's really neat. I I know just when I gave birth in the hospital, which is a while ago now, they definitely came in with, uh, you know, formula samples. And I know, like, you know, after giving birth, no matter how you gave birth, you're very vulnerable and tired and exhausted. And sometimes it's just easy to just... Do what's right in front of you, or or what you you know. If you're not educated on breastfeeding, you know that's right there, and someone's happy to help you, you know, do the formula. So that's great. Is is
0: that a statewide initiative or is that national? National, very cool. National wide initiative, yeah. And I mean, I'm going to get into this more. I mean, we're not here to put down formula at all. Sometimes that's what's needed. Absolutely. But um, what we want to raise awareness for is how those companies and formula can interfere with that breastfeeding and breastfeeding mm-hmm. choice.
1: Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Awesome. So I did t- tend to interrupt you a little bit because you were telling us a little bit more about yourself. You were you were saying that um, you were kind of talking about um, being the chair of the um, the ban the bags. And I'm sorry, I forget the name of the organization that that uh, runs that.
0: But yeah, Massachusetts Breastfeeding Coalition. We're at- And then I also spend some time volunteering with an organization called Baby Cafe, Baby Cafe USA. Um, And we have free breastfeeding groups um, that are centered on peer-to-peer mom support, which is super cool and they're free. Um, So I also wanted to do a quick shout out for them um, as I uh, work for a volunteer there. And in my spare time, (laughs) (laughs) when I'm not doing all of those things... (laughs) It like that, like my kids yeah. are second, my kids, kids and family are certainly first, but I have two little girls, uh, five years and three years and my little boy just turned one a few weeks ago. Um, they were breastfed all for over a year, not without challenges and tribulations for sure. But, um,
1: wow. So, and I know I hate to sound cliche because people say this to me all the time as well, but like you, you definitely have your hands full and you're very busy because if I remember correctly, you Nurture Talk is new like as of 2020, correct? So you've had, you have a, a three, three young children, including, um, you know, it wasn't infant until a couple of weeks ago and working on all of these projects and, you know, passion projects and your professional job at the hospital and doing Nurture Talk. So you are a rock star, Mama. You're, you're getting it all done. And I'm sure you're, you're very busy and um, sounds like all good things, though.
0: Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm currently doing this podcast in my car. (laughs) (laughs) So you definitely
1: have your hands full and you're very busy and you're doing lots of fun, passion projects. And it sounds like you're just a very um, busy and productive and rock star mama to me, Emily.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you. That's really appreciated. I'm um, sitting here in the quiet of my AC car right now. So my children don't come bussing in um, on me, but the silence and a fresh cup of coffee is appreciated, even though I think I have pieces of banana on my shirt. Oh, you d- yeah, you definitely have
1: pieces <laughs> of banana on your shirt. But um, yeah, I mean, before we we started recording earlier today, I shared with you that, you know, my puppy keeps trying to come into our room because, of course, we were those people that got the puppy during COVID. And, like, you know, my husband's um, actually not now. He will be soon um, to kind of manage all that so we can have a quiet time to record. So the car is kind of a a smart move, I'd say. And and the cup of coffee. Nice job. (laughs) That sounds tempting. Um, All right. So, uh, you know, I love what you guys, what you are doing at Nurture Talk. And I just want to, you know, hear a little bit more about that. What was the impetus to founding it? What are you building? Tell me all about that.
0: Yeah, our mission is to bring equitable and evidence-based and goal-oriented feeding information to basically all families. Big mission. Uh but we're we're really trying our hardest to do it. Um and a little teaser at the end of the chat. I think I have a little breastfeeding month um opportunity giveaway. Um for our service um for our listeners today um awesome. and so we're building a support system for moms and parents and dads and partners that focuses in on all areas of feeding So yes, according to the CDC and WHO and AAP and so forth, breastfeeding babies for at least six months or even longer is the ultimate goal. Um, And it's shown that optimal breastfeeding and increasing breastfeeding support can decrease infant death rates by 61% and save the U.S. healthcare system $2.45 billion. I'm going to repeat that, over $2 billion if um, breastfeeding Um, support is optimized in the United States. Um, But we also recognize that infant feeding is not like I'm on one side of the fence or the other side of the fence. There's many ways moms would like to feed their baby um, and the many ways that they are looking for the right information to help them to know how, to know how to do that. So the larger question is that we're trying to solve is why are we doing so poor at helping families breastfeed right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it sounds building... like you're
1: bridging that gap in, in, right there to help support them with breastfeeding so they can achieve whatever goals it is that they have for their family or their particular baby or breast or breast or baby feeding journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a couple of specific goals we're trying to target based on current research, both our research and research from organizations like the U.S. Breastfeeding Committee and the Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association and the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Um, And so the number one goal would be offering goal-based infant feeding support, not focusing only on the end-all, be-all of breastfeeding, which again is important, but focusing on the family's feeding goals themselves. And we know Mm. from our work that registered dietitians um, like myself, who are breastfeeding experts, are really the only healthcare practitioners trained in everything from maternal nutrition to breastfeeding, to knowing Mm -hmm. about formula feeding, to introducing solid food. So we're really trying to bring this knowledge, um, to a place where families can access it. That's great. And how do those families access it? Tell me a little bit about that. So, uh, specifically for nurture talk, um, we are unlimited texting support. Um, so, Um, This is, you can text a breastfeeding expert anytime, day or night. um, And we offer this at a pay once um, offer, which is really unique in this field too. Um, There's a lot of great best breastfeeding help out there. Um, But oftentimes this breastfeeding help is maybe you pay for one visit or maybe you pay for one telephone call where feeding support is really about that continuation of care Mm -hmm. because more and more questions are going to come up as you go down that journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with this texting support, um, moms really get the the care they need at the time they need it, which is when ultimately those decisions are made, Mm -hmm. right? The Mm -hmm. middle of the night um, the weekends when dad is out of town, when the doctor's office is closed, um, where they can kind of reach out to somebody that they consider, we call them best feeding friends, Mm -hmm. you know, a really friend in their feeding journey to reach out for information and support. Wow. I love
1: that. I really love what you're building. And I think that that is going to be so impactful. It reminds me, you know, I've, I've been a doula or I was, I'm I'm a former doula now because I focus full time on arrow, but I was a doula for over 12 years. And it, it really reminds me of, you know, really what I did for my clients throughout the pregnancy, labor, birth, and like immediate postpartum journey, right? Because they texted me constantly, right? It's like this question, or my doctor or my midwife said this, or, you know, what do I need to pack for the hospital? Or, okay, I think I'm in labor. You know, what are next steps, all that kind of stuff. It's almost like you, like, I love that you call them the best feeding friend, right? Because you you become that like trusted resource and like a friend, because it's such an intimate, it 's an intimate time for for people and mothers and families, right, and so you they do kind of look at you as a friend, if you will, right, and to be able to reach out whenever you need it, and for lack of a better term, I know this you know whatever I, I say when shit hits the fan because it does right, and so like when like you said, the middle of the night they're going to need to reach out to someone, and if they can have that reliable resource over text message beyond you know my own experience, like I said as a doula and into that that baby feeding journey, I think that that's going to be. Wow. I mean, I, I just think it's great. I, I really think it's a great concept. And I just really like what you're building. I think it really will be impactful for a lot of families.
0: Oh, we really hope so. We're working really hard um, to, to bring that infant um, feeding information to quality, our, our kind of huge mission. Um, And I'm just going to pop in and say there's a second huge project that we're um, starting to work on as well um, in coordination with the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Mm -hmm. Um, We are... um, producing first of its kind of video blog um that is focused on short form informational videos that are not boring mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not the women from 1985 um mm-hmm. you know, in, in the hospital teaching you how to breastfeed baby um think about the makeup influencer on instagram um or the hair tutorial stylist that you watch we want to bring that feel and and really relevant to infant feeding. And so um, we are launching a free video blog series that moms can sign up for starting in September. Cool. Um, And these um, video blogs will walk moms through uh, pre 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 birth, um, all the way through six months into infant feeding. Um, So that is our latest project that we're super excited about and are working on that now.
1: And is that under nurture talk as well?
0: it is so it's under nurture talk it's called the mama nurture series <laughs> um and um the mama nurture series um uh, you can go to Nurturetalk.com uh, slash promo to find out more if you're listening to this series um or this podcast right now um and sign up for free um and get access to those um those videos or I should great. say blogs. It's less like a long video. It's more like a short form, you know, informational.
1: Yeah, sounds like a short form vlog, right? You know, I know my yeah. kids watch YouTube more than I'd like to admit, and um, yeah, all those vloggers call it that, but they're usually longer. So these are just short videos that uh, that people can easily digest and and get when they need. So that's really that's really neat. And I know personally how much work it is to do videos and edit and put them up on the internet and get them out there so kudos to you for tackling that project because that is that is a project for sure and um yeah no that'll be great too um when did you guys launch or when did you launch nurture talk or when is it going to launch talk to me a little bit about that that timeline if you don't mind
0: yeah so we launched in march the week that covid kind of hit um, mm. um what happened was I, I was kind of inspired to build this after many years of research and uh, in the world of breastfeeding and infant, feed, infant feeding and finding out you know the lack of accessibility. But there was one day when I was in my um, NICU feeding clinic, and it was like the third mom I had seen who had come to me and said i don 't know what happened' You know, I gave birth in this baby-friendly hospital. I thought I was good to go with breastfeeding. And then that first week I got home, baby was crying. It was the middle of the night. I didn't know what to do. And reaching out for the free can of formula was easier than connecting to infant feeding help. And I was sitting there after that third mom I was working with just feeling so deflated. Like, not only did the system fail this mom, like, it's not moms that are doing things right. wrong it's the system that's failing them but the system was failing me as a lactation professional I'm supposed to be there to to be able to help them and it, it, that just was was not the case so I was about to go on my maternity leave with my third baby last summer and I said I'm going to do this I'm going to become a mom- mompreneur I guess I love what it we, what we can call ourselves right
1: yes um, absolutely
0: <laughs> and during my maternity leave I entered a business accelerator program Built the business, um, over that fall and winter. And we launched in March, um, this past March, 2020. So we are up and going. Um, we have moms who are working with us, um, and things are fantastic. And we're finding out that families are also really excited to buy this as a baby registry gift, mm-hmm. because how cool is it to not only be able to buy a mom a breast pump or a bottle or diapers, but or yet another onesie. (laughs) Or another I love that saying, yeah. Um another onesie, but but you can buy that support to help mom know how to use those products. Mm -hmm. Um and so we're getting great feedback from families because we're not just breastfeeding. We're a lot about breastfeeding and breastfeeding support is super easy, but we're about that goal oriented um, you know, feeding help.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: No. And again, not to bring up too much of my doula career, but it does.
1: It, there's a lot of parallels there. Right. And I'm, I'm hearing that. And and so in the birth world, a lot of people, most people actually call it a birth plan. Right. So a lot of times, uh, you know, I'd have a client and they'd be like, all right, will you help me write my birth plan? And I'm like, yeah, but let's just like, let's like sit back a little bit and look at this a little bit more like a higher level, like the plans can go awry and maybe we should just like change our language. So you did it as well. And I like this. So we at, at Arrow, we call it optimal birth goals or like OBG. And of course we get like funny with it. Like you down with the OBG. Like we do that a lot in social (laughs) and stuff. Like, because um, I'm probably dating myself there, but like, um, I like how you say that it's just, it doesn't have to all be about breastfeeding, right? It's about finding the right support for what that family's goals are, you know? And that, that may, that looks different for every mother and every family in every situation. And I think um, again, back to your point about like your best feeding friend, it's, it's, it's those relationships that are built in getting to know your clients and what they need that enables you as the professional to really provide the resources and support tailored to what they need. So I, I like that a lot. I think, I think it's truly innovative and, and definitely gonna, you know, as I said before, help a lot of people, but, um, yeah, I see a lot of parallels. I, I do. It, it's almost like, um, I've always felt like as a doula, I kind of, it, it um, you know, my support stopped to some degree after the baby was born, so, you know, several weeks or whatever, depending on the arrangement with the client and, and, you know, what the client reached out for. But it's almost like this is that next step, that next evolution as you have the baby and you have these, these feeding and dietary questions, they could reach out to you guys.
0: Absolutely. And even before the baby is born. So ideally, we want to reach these moms as they're starting to make the feeding decisions because those mm-hmm. feeding questions are going to come up even before the baby hits the mom's chest.
1: Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And that journey starts.
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, prenatal uh, feeding education and all that kind of stuff is really important. Um, I have a question, and I hope this is helpful for our listeners, but I'm just curious about this, like, and, and you've kind of touched on this, but what do you think is like the number one reason that families are, um Feeling like they're not able to breastfeed in those like in that first week to two weeks of like you know you're at the hospital or birth center you bring your baby home you know that's such a I call it the most tender of all times right that very first week everybody's leaking and you're just you know recovering from birth all that kind of stuff but in that first week to two weeks what do you think is like the main reason that you've seen that families are struggling with um, with breastfeeding or baby feeding support and and may may lead them to not hit the goals they had initially set for themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, this comes back to something um, a mentor told me when I was having my babies is, you know, Emily, you need to just be kind to yourself. And I think in today's society, it, it's harder for moms to do that because of the way our society works now, some of the social norms, and the way some of our hospital systems are still set up. Um, And so just having moms revert back to thinking I need to be kind to myself and I need to be selfish. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean selfish, like um, be a momzilla or go all desperate housewives on your partner, right? Selfish, (laughs) be selfish with baby. Um, Meaning that it is okay to have the baby close to you And really focus on that mom and baby relationship because infant feeding stems from that and thrives on that bonding relationship. Mm
1: -hmm. And so uh,
0: when working with moms, you know, and when those barriers in society come up, whether it's birthing interventions, whether it's mother-in-law wants to be in the room right after the birth to hold the baby, you know, whether it's visitors are coming into the home, it's okay if you feel like you need to be selfish because you want to build, you know, that, that feeding foundation Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, really be kind of on yourself that it's probably not going to be easy. It's going to be wonderful for the most part, but knowing that feeding is never perfect Mm -hmm. and knowing when it's not perfect to ask for help and be kind to yourself to say, I'm not asking for help because I hate the word weak, but, but mm-hmm. because you're, you're weak or because you don't know enough or anything like that, it's be kind to yourself and ask for help because that's essentially what's going to get you kind of through all of this and it's, and it's okay.
1: Yeah. You need your village, right? You know, we, we used to all do it in a village a long, long time ago and have our you know, aunts and sisters and friends and grandmas and everyone around us to, to support us. Um, and it, it's OK to reach out to to your village, however that looks in modern day times, whether it's through nurture talk or Aerobirth birth or, you know, a dear friend that you, you trust that you can ask questions to. Um, it's important to kind of lean on people. And I, I agree with you. You're not weak. You're actually um, it's a it's a it's a emotionally mature person that can actually reach out and say, you know, I, I do need some help. And that's hard. I agree. As moms, <clears throat> I I I didn't do it nearly as much as I should when I had my twins. They were my first kids. And, you know, with the wisdom and experience I have now, I I wish I had because I I endured a lot of suffering that might have been able to be avoided. So I think it's important to definitely um, heed your advice and your mentor's advice and really just be kind to yourself. And and even being kind to yourself (laughs) looks different for everybody, right? But just knowing what that is. Absolutely. um,
0: And And I say that talking about some of those barriers that you brought up with this question, is those barriers are going to be oftentimes worries, Mm -hmm. um, around societal expectations or even expectations for yourself. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the reasons why mom, top reasons why moms stop breastfeeding is, you know, pain or worries about pain and worries about, about the babies growing and getting enough milk. Mm -hmm. Um, and so again, it comes down to being kind to yourself and really knowing what what are the expectations I should have for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and what, you know, does feeding really look like?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. And, And yeah. And I think knowing a lot of that is, is huge too. And if you don't know that you have to source that information either before you have the baby or from a professional afterwards. So you, so you know what kind of baseline is and what is okay for, for baby and for you. So you can kind of make those decisions when they come up. So that's awesome. That's really great. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's going to be really helpful for a lot of, of listeners. Um, so you talked a bit about your, your, your mission and your vision, but I just want to kind of touch on them again. Um, you, you mentioned like it's a lofty goal. I'm, 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 I'm assuming that's your vision, right? And so can you just state that for the listeners again? Like what, what do you see in a perfect world, Nurture Talk helping, whether that's a year from now, five years, 10 years from now, helping, uh, you know, families?
0: Yeah. So we want to, we are starting to be, um, you know, across the USA, which is great, um, because of lovely technology Mm -hmm. um, and reaching moms is, is so much easier. Um, but bringing that equitable infant feeding information, Mm -hmm. um, to all families and what that looks like is no matter how much money you make, where you live in the city or, you know, in the fields of Nebraska, it can be just as easy for you to get that tailored infant feeding help as anybody else. Um, because, you know, in Nebraska, there could be 50 miles between you and the next IBCLC or the hospital or the, a breastfeeding counselor Mm -hmm. in the city. Maybe it's not safe for you to leave, you know, your Your house to make it it two, Mm -hmm. two blocks to the hospital, or maybe it's snowing or, um, or, Maybe it's COVID, Mm -hmm, (laughs) you know, Um, any of those. And so it's to to make sure that, you know, moms have the resources they need to get information that's right for them. And I get the question oftentimes is, well, there's the internet. Well, there's Mm -hmm. Facebook. Like, isn't that good enough? And Mm -hmm. I want to say the internet and Facebook is wonderful. I've had so many moms say, you know, I made it through breastfeeding because of this Facebook group. Or because I found, you know, this website. But I think in today's world especially, moms need to be even more hyper vigilant as to where that feeding information is coming from. Um, I mean, there's 17 million millennial moms right now. Mm-hmm. And um like eight I think it's like eighty-five percent of those moms um, you know, seek pregnancy advice on the internet. Oh yeah. Um and And Gen Z is right behind them, coming up exactly, (laughs) exactly. Um, And so um, that's where they're looking for that information. And so my mission is to get the information that's the most unbiased and the most tailored to them um, at a price that they can afford. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, um, Because there's there's that gap in information right now, especially for the these middle class. Um, families. Um, And Google is great. um, (laughs) But um, Google also filters the information that families are getting. And I talked to a lot of moms about this. And I'm like, you know, I asked one mom, when you type in this question, say it's like, um, how soon should you start pumping? I mm-hmm. ask mom, okay, what does Google tell you? She tells me one answer. And uh, you know, two days later, I ask a different mom the same question. And these two moms will get completely different information. And it's mm-hmm. because Google and the internet kind of filters the information that we're getting. Not to say that that's wrong. Or, right. Well, there's so many algorithms. Or always and... bad. But it, it is bad when it comes to the lack of continuation of care. So Mm -hmm. say that you get an answer because of what you're searching and it's not completely right for you, Google's not going to be calling you two days later and checking up on you. Right. Um, Exactly. And a majority of moms we know do not share the answers or the questions they're asking on the internet with their healthcare professionals. And so there's that huge gap in what families are learning and doing versus what they're sharing with healthcare, which can also be a little bit dangerous.
1: Yeah. And, you know, no, I I totally agree. I mean, we've dealt with this a lot with arrow is just trying to explain to families that while Google is great and, and um, you know, other resources you mentioned, other platforms and social media things can be really great and wonderful and um, they can also be incredibly overwhelming and just lead to more overwhelm and more conflicting information that just leaves you sometimes worse off than before you did the Google. You're like, oh, wait, I thought it was, I thought I was kind of on the right track by asking this question. Now I think maybe I should have asked, you know, four questions before I got to that question. Now I don't even know where to go. So it's like, it's, it's really connecting with the, those professionals such as yourself or such as one of our Aero consultants that like can, can, help you to understand what it is you, what questions you actually need to be asking for whatever solution you're trying to seek. Right. And so, um, yeah, I I think the internet is, you know, there's pros and cons with everything. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, no, that, that's really good. Um, so, so that's your vision is that you're trying to bring that equitable care to everyone, essentially using technology to its greatest benefits where we can access people no matter where they are. To bring them that care um, at a price they can afford. That's what Absolutely,
0: we're looking at. I want to create an Uber, you know, plus doula, <laughs> plus breastfeeding information class, all in one. Mm-hmm. And help.
1: <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Um, talk to me. We're speaking in August, right, 2020. So talk to me about World Breastfeeding Month. What does that mean to you guys at Nurture Talk? And are you doing anything to celebrate it
0: or advocate for it? Yes, one of my favorite months, except that it is in August, the end of summer. So I feel like it always (laughs) sneaks up on us. And I I wish, you know, I could always do a little bit more. Um, But with Nurture Talk, we're Um, teaming up with a couple of companies um, to do outreach on sustainability and breastfeeding. That's the theme of this year's um, World um, Breastfeeding Week, Um, and then continuing through Breastfeeding Month. It's it's amazing um, how Breastfeeding Month not only brings awareness to breastfeeding, which is super important, uh, but it, it brings initiative. And mm-hmm. it brings those stories that when listened to and paid attention to can only make breastfeeding help and, um, you know, breast more breastfeeding success for families. I mean, we can read all we want about, you know, a paper from the Academy of Pediatrics, that, you know, that talks about. The effects of, um, improving babies' immune systems, but it's the story of that NICU baby that survived mm-hmm. because mom was supported in crossing all of the barriers to providing breast milk that kept them from getting necrotizing enterocolitis or other, you know, bacterial infections. It's those stories that really bring breastfeeding to life and help us get better. And that's what I really love about breastfeeding month and highlighting, um, certain cultural areas of breastfeeding that still need a lot of work. We still mm-hmm. have a long ways to go with breastfeeding support and breastfeeding equality. Yeah, we do. We do for sure.
1: I love that. I think stories stories really resonate with people and you're you're so right, you know, that that human experience that we all share that we can resonate with another person and we take that with us and um yeah, no, that's great. So they're they're highlighting those stories, is what you're saying, and they're amplifying them so people can have access to them and and learn and um, take them with them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and really bringing them to um, the community um, and to other, I want to say, more business. Um, like environments. So Mm -hmm. bringing in eight, bringing in agencies, um, and corporations that, that are really super important in supporting breastfeeding long-term.
1: Great. Awesome. Sounds like a great initiative. Um, is there anywhere someone could go to get more information about world breastfeeding Month?
0: Yes. So the hashtag, um, It was World, so W B W twenty twenty was the Instagram hashtag this year, Um, and it's put on by WABA W A B A, so hashtag WABA. You can also Mm -hmm. search on Instagram. Um, It's the World. I think I'm gonna facing this right now, but the World. Uh, action Alliance. Alliance. <laughs> alliance. I know Alliance is in there. This is terrible. I'm sounding very terrible right now. No, it's okay. <laughs> we can't remember all the acronyms Emily. I know. Okay. There's, there is there's too many. Too. <laughs> yes, blame blame it on mom brain. Mom brain. Sure. It's real people. It's real. <laughs> um but yeah, check um check them out for more information. And then the US um uh breastfeeding committee is also a website that you can check out.
1: Awesome. Very cool. Thank you. Um, all right. Um, I want to know, and you've kind of touched on this as well, cause we've had a great, a great combo and episode here, but if you could share one tip with a brand new parent that is planning, obviously baby feeding, um, what would that tip be? I have a hunch. I, I think I know, but I'm going to, I, I want to hear from your words, what you, what you would share with that, that brand new parent.
0: Well, now that you said that, I want to know what you're thinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of your mentor, right? I'll say that. I'm thinking of like your mentor because I think that's incredible advice and so simple and, and something that we can all take with us to just be kind. So I'm wondering if that would be it or if it would be, you know, I don't know, anything else?
0: I think that's a large part of it for sure. Um, I, um, I also like to revert Back to something, I think it was a couple months ago. I was interviewing a mom about how Boston, Boston community, can make breastfeeding support better. And she said something like, When women are running marathons and it gets hard, we don't tell them to give up. Mm -hmm. We cheer them on. And she Mm -hmm. said, Why don't why don't we do the same thing for breastfeeding? And I think the biggest tip that I can give out of so many that I want to talk about right now. but Right. Is, of course. Yeah, How do we choose support? just one? <laughs> find that support person mm-hmm. and, and that person that you trust and people are often like, well, isn't that your healthcare provider? Well, yes, mm-hmm. you absolutely need to trust your midwife and your pediatrician and, 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 and feel comfortable with them. But it comes um, down to trusting somebody in your home environment and somebody that you interact with every day. Hence the mm-hmm. best feeding friend slogan. Mm-hmm. Because those, when it gets hard, you're oftentimes not going to have, you, you know, a, a string can telephone line. Mm-hmm. Thinking about the game telephone, that didn't come out very well. But I knew you're what you, meant. Knew what you a, meant. Okay. okay. Uh, you're not going to have, you know, that direct line to healthcare providers always. And you need somebody to trust who you can reach out to, and knows the most important part of this is that they need to know your breastfeeding goals. Mm -hmm. So, say that your closest person is your next door neighbor that you grew up with and your best friends, and maybe she had a baby and she tried to breastfeed, but maybe her experience um, was a lot different than what you want your experience to be. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're really close to her and she's easy to reach, but maybe she doesn't quite understand or align with your feeding goals. So mm-hmm. making sure that person is easy to reach, but also understands and can support you in, in your breastfeeding goals. I think that's
1: so important in breastfeeding for birth, for, for life, for parenting, for everything. Right. I mean, that, that's simple, um, and, and simple is not the right word I want to use, but just that strategy of just kind of being able to kind of pull back and have that bird's eye view of like, does my person or anyone that I'm talking to understand that I, you know, I, uh, what my what my goals are for whatever it is that we're talking about. Obviously it's, it's feeding, uh, infant feeding in this case. Um, and I think that that is um, where professionals such as ourselves that have worked with families and lots of different families and um, you know, different experiences over the years. Um, that is our specialty, right? Because we, we are trained to support people in what their goals are and not put our personal, you know, uh, I think that you should formula feed or I think that you should breastfeed until your baby's, you know, two years old, whatever our personal beliefs or what we do with our own families um, or what we believe in on anybody else. It's really like learning how to meet people where they are and support them in what their goals are,
0: right? Absolutely, I think Absolutely. that's really
1: important. I mean, that that's something again. Going back to being a doula and and now a birth consultant, that's that's so much of what we do, right? It's like, you know, I had two of my babies at home. I had two of my babies by cesarean. Those are two very different experiences. But the majority of the people I work with are having one baby in the hospital, and you know, it. it I can't put my personal stuff on them. I have to get to know them and understand what it is they want and how I can best support them in achieving what their optimal birth and and parenting goals are. And it sounds like you guys are doing the exact same thing at, at nurture talk, which is, I I just think super great and super cool.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfectly said. Thanks.
1: Thanks. Um, so, um, anything else you want to share with our listeners? This has been so informative and I I know everyone's going to love this, but anything else you want to share? I know you did also mention that you have a promotion earlier in the episode. Maybe you want to share that with our listeners as well.
0: Absolutely. So um, we are starting to do the video blog um, starting the end of September that will be launching. And so any moms that are giving birth, you know, the end of September, October beyond, this is perfect for them um and to check that out um they can go to nurture talk so n-u-r-t-u-r-e-t-a-l-k dot com slash promo p-r-o-m-o i can spell today yay yay <laughs> um, <laughs> and um check out that information and sign up for free and when they do that um if you're listening to this blog uh or this a podcast um Mention Aero birth, and we'll give them 75% off the oh my goodness. testing service because Thank we you. know we are in COVID. We are in COVID and um, birthing and feeding babies now is kind of harder than ever um, and, you know, connecting to help. So that is our offer because we love you guys um, and the work you're doing and um, we want to be there for moms as said in in our mission previously. Absolutely.
1: Well thank you so much for that, Emily. That is incredibly generous and I, I really appreciate it and I, I I'm sure our listeners do too. But you know, one thing I've I've gleaned from just talking to you just on this podcast is like you're you're doing this because of passion, like you're, you're not just building a business, which is, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to, you know, connect with you. And, and we, we had such a good time connecting before the podcast as well. But um, you're building this because of a true passion for supporting families for baby feeding and best feeding. Um, and um, it's not just a business where you're going to, you know, raise money and sell and, and go live in the islands or something. And maybe, maybe you do. That's, that's not, that's not the point. What I'm trying to articulate is that I just love the passion and the experience that you're bringing to this company that you're building that is really, truly going to be impactful on such an intimate and profound level with so many families. So just keep up, keep up the great work, keep shining. And I I just uh, I admire other business owners that that share that passion. And it's not just about, you know, churning out the numbers for the uh, stockholders report or whatever.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm trying to say? I get it. I get it for sure. And I, I'm glad that comes off um, because. You know, infant feeding, the effects of infant feeding and health, you know, last for for generations. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is really kind of a public health crisis that Mm -hmm. that we need to be um, getting our feet, hands, heads dirty in right now um, to help improve that infant feeding information equality.
1: Awesome. I love it. And you're definitely on the right path with uh, helping people um, move the, move the needle, so to speak, right. With the public health crisis. So, so well done. So, well, Emily, thank you so much. I cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your already busy schedule with kiddos and a business and still working, um, at the hospital. I mean, you just, um, have been incredibly gracious with your time and your, um, support and guidance and sharing with us what you're, what you're doing with Nurture Talk. So I wish you and Nurture Talk all the best. And I hope that you and I can connect again soon.
0: Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.